If you've got a little bit of downtime this summer, take advantage of it by teaching your kids some new routines and habits that will create a little more peace, a little less work for you this fall. Set yourself up for success. Today, we are walking through seven easy steps that will help you train your kids in the exact routines that you need to help your homeschool, your family live a little more peacefully this fall. So grab a piece of paper and a pencil and let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Hey ladies, welcome back. I hope that you are enjoying your summer and I just wanted to come on to share with you a tip that can set you up for success this fall. So use your downtime this summer, this time where you have less commitments, less extracurriculars, you're maybe a little more laid back with curriculum. Use this downtime to train your kids in some habits that will create more peace and order in your homeschool days. If you can help your kids learn some new habits and get them down, Before you jump into the busyness of co-ops and curriculums and extracurriculars, you are going to be really happy that you did. So we're going to walk through seven steps to help you have your kids trained in some new habits that will make your life easier before fall. So first, I want you to think, what can you teach your kids that will create more peace and order in your home and homeschool? What would have the most impact? So I want you to think of your pain points. What causes you stress? So maybe you're overburdened with keeping up with the house. Teaching your kids some new chores that would lessen your workload can really help you out. Maybe teaching your toddler or your teenager to clean up after themselves so you don't have to do it will really help you out. Uh, Maybe teaching your toddler to pick out their own clothes and get dressed would relieve some of the burden of all the things that you have to do. Maybe you're stressed because you could really use a little downtime in the afternoon. Teaching your kids to work or rest independently would really help you out because you'll have a little extra time to relax or to do some other things that you need to get done. Maybe your pain point is that you're getting tired of cooking all the time. It's just like you're over it. Teaching your kids to help with cooking and food prep can go a long way. And yes, it might be a little more work right now, but it's going to pay off in a few weeks and you are going to be happy that you did it. 
All right, what else might be causing you stress? Maybe you can never leave for co-op on time when the fall comes and you're you're tired of starting the day stressed out and arguing like you're over it. Teaching the kids a solid routine for getting ready to leave the house can like drastically change your fall. So as you look forward to starting the next official school year, what can you start teaching your kids now that will help things to run more smoothly? So the next thing we're going to do is to create the routine and to teach it. We're going to do this in seven easy steps. So I want you to grab a piece of paper and write steps one through seven. Step one, your main goal. Step two, your steps or routine. Step three, your frequency. Step four, your trigger. Step five, expectations, rewards, and consequences. Step six, obstacles and solutions. And step seven, prepare. All right, you got seven steps written down on your paper. If you didn't catch it, rewind it real quick. Listen to it again. Write it down. All right, so step one, your main goal. So, for example, right now we're teaching Silas to clean the living room on his own. So that is the goal of the routine that I'm trying to teach him. I want him to be able to independently clean the living room. It's easy. What's your main goal? Step two, what steps do you need to take to effectively complete this goal? So start small. Don't make it overwhelming for your kids. You want them to be successful because you want them to be motivated to keep going. If you give them too much at once, they're going to get discouraged and they won't be motivated to keep going with it. And then you can always add more tasks in later. So list the tasks that you want them to do now, what's expected, and list it in the order that it should be done. This is important because if they follow the same routine every day, it's going to become easier for them. It's going to become a habit and it'll go better for everyone. So step three, frequency. When do you want this to happen? How often do you want it to happen? Do you want it to happen daily in the morning? Do you want it to happen twice a day, maybe in the morning and the afternoon? Do you want it to happen Monday through Friday at lunchtime? Like what, when do you want this to happen? You want to be clear on this. Like don't just say like I want this to happen. Like you need to know if you want it to happen Monday through Friday or if you want it seven days a week because if you are clear, you can hold everyone accountable including yourself. Step four, you need to pick a trigger. So when we're setting up routines and habits, the trigger is the thing that triggers you to start your routine. So you want to link this new routine to something that already consistently happens in your life. So for example, we start our cleaning, which Silas will do his living room cleaning, when we finish breakfast. Um, Another example might be if you want your kids to bring their laundry down, Something that they do every day is come downstairs, if you have two floors, (laughs) but maybe coming downstairs, you can link that new habit, that new routine of bringing the laundry basket down with coming downstairs because it's something that consistently happens every day. So pick a trigger that consistently happens in your life. Step five, expectations, rewards, and consequences. So you really want to be crystal clear on this because you want to set everyone up for success. So your kids really need to know what's expected of them. So you have the routine, right? You have the tasks laid out, but like, is it okay if they complain? 
Is it okay if they get distracted and do a million other things when they're supposed to be doing that? My guess is probably not. So what expectations can you communicate to them that will be in line with what you're expecting? So for instance, when our kids are learning their new chores, we need them to do it without complaining, with focus, and with effort. Those are the three expectations. All right, so get clear on the expectations, then get clear on the reward. You want something that's going to motivate them to want to get it done. So maybe something like allowance or some extra free time or playing with mommy when they're done. So for us right now, we are doing a combo of extra playtime so they get some free time or playtime before we start our lessons. And then we're also doing allowance. So we just started the allowance. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I'll let you know. Um, Then the next thing is the consequences. So they have the reward, but What if they don't get the thing done? There has to be a consequence as well. So if they choose not to do what is expected, what is the consequence? Make sure that it's age appropriate. Make sure that it's something that you're able to easily stick with. So whenever we're going through this, my kids always mention like, oh, our consequence should be that we don't get to play video games. But for me, that's not going to work because they don't play video games every day. So it's not something that I'm going to remember to uphold. So make sure it's something that you can easily stick with. So for an example, if our kids complain during their chore time, they lose their turn to pick a TV show in the evening. It's simple. We watch TV usually every night in the evening. They each get to pick a, a short show. So I know that I can stick with it. And it's clear. All right, so figure out expectations, rewards, and consequences that will work for your family and for what you're trying to accomplish. Step six, obstacles and solutions. So things are going to get in your way, right? It's life. Like kids are probably going to complain. They're going to resist. Other things might come up that will get in your way. I want you to brainstorm all of the things that you can envision getting in the way of you guys carrying this thing out. And then I want you to brainstorm a solution. So for example, our biggest obstacle is kids complaining. Um, If I'm not careful, it will really trigger me and then we can end up in an argument and it just doesn't go well. So I know that this is an obstacle for me and I'm going to be prepared with a solution so that when the kids complain, I know what I'm going to do. So for me... I just simply uphold the expectations, the rewards, and the consequences. And I make it a point to not argue back. So if they're complaining, they get that consequence. And I used to give them like three strikes and you're out. And then I realized like, what am I doing? Why am I giving them three strikes to do the wrong thing? Like they're never going to learn to do the right thing if they have three strikes every time. So I spoke with my husband and then we spoke with the kids and we're like, listen, this isn't helping you learn how to not complain. So from now on, you know the consequences. It's very clear. If you complain, you lose your turn to pick a TV show. So I've already envisioned the obstacle. I've already lived through the obstacle. I've already decided how I was going to react and I'm ready to react that way. So you brainstorm your own obstacles. What do you think would be a trigger for you? What do you think will be a trigger for the kids? What's going to come up? And then brainstorm either a solution or how you're going to handle it. Step seven, prepare. 
So are there supplies that you need to get? If your kids are learning some new chores, do they need like a duster or some cleaning supplies? If they do, make a plan to get them. Then print a checklist. So a checklist is really going to help your kids stay on point. So our checklist has the steps of the routine in order so they know what they're doing. It also has the expectations, the reward, and the consequences on there to remind them, along with Colossians 3.23 as a reminder. It says, in all the work you are doing, work the best you can. Work as if you are working for the Lord, not for men. And it's just a real good reminder for them as they do their work. All right, then you need to communicate your new routine to your kids. And you need to do this in a positive way. Like, hey, we think you're ready for some more responsibility. So we're going to teach you this new task. And with this new task comes some benefits. Tell them about the rewards. Let them know what the benefits are. Maybe go on to say something like, I think you're going to do awesome at this and I'm really excited for you to get the benefits from this. The expectations when you're learning this are, you're not going to complain, you're not going to focus. No, you are going to focus. You're not going to complain. You're going to focus. You're going to put in your effort. And we want to help you uphold these expectations. So we're going to have some consequences in place if you don't to really help you get it right. These are the consequences and let them know the consequences. So do your best to keep it positive and make it fun. Use music. You know, we like to put music on during our chore time. Work together. Help each other out. Congratulate them on their progress. Let them know that they're doing a good job. And then you are ready to go. So the key is to stay consistent. The more consistent you are, the faster they're going to learn, the faster they're going to realize that you're serious about this and that it's something that is expected of them. So, I mean, most of our lives consist of habits and routines, like 70% of everything we do. And your habits are either working for you or against you. Like either your kids are in the habit of picking up after themselves or they're not. And that's either working for your family or against your family. Your kids are either in the habit of helping do chores or they're not. That's either working for your family or against your family. And, you know, it's really our responsibility as well. Not only will teaching our kids to do these chores help us and help lessen our workload, but they teach family values. They teach the importance of hard work. And it's our obligation to train our kids in the way that they should go, right? The Bible says to train your children in the way that they should go. And yes, like obviously that means the way of Jesus, right? Training our children to adopt habits that will nurture their relationship with Jesus. But we also need to train our children in other habits that help them steward what they've been and given wisely, like being on time, keeping a tidy house, preparing healthy food, right? These are all important things to train our kids in. And I know that you've got this. So I would love to hear how it goes. Jump in the Facebook group and let us know how you're doing. Let us know if you're struggling. We've got your back. So if this episode was helpful, please share it with a friend or share it on your social media or however you share things. And if you could take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate it. Leaving a review is really like the number one way to help my podcast get found by other homeschool moms who are looking for some ideas and strategies just like you. 
All right. I pray that the Lord blesses your family, that he is just pouring out blessings over your summer, that it is a time where you have been able to connect and just learn more about each other and just truly enjoy each other, and that he just blesses the rest of this wonderful season for your family. And I pray that as you implement these new routines and as you train your kids, that the Lord just gives you an extra portion of peace and patience. In Jesus' name, amen.